Uh, with Westerman Powell, uh, Bella is the short film played at the Feedback Film Festival. Really interesting film. Uh, this is a, a student film from formerly known as Ryerson, but I guess it's uh, they changed the name of the of the, the university, correct? Yeah, Toronto Metropolitan University or TMU now. Yeah, it, it'll take time. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I even forgot the name. But basically, when you, but you when you went to the school, it was it was the other the other name, right? Uh, yeah, on up until the third year, then it got uh, then it was swapped with X until they were figuring it out, and then they just decided just TMU. Yeah. yeah, that's confusing, isn't it? A bit. Yeah, I kind of miss X. <laughs> you miss, oh, you miss X, not the other X. name. Yeah, I felt like the X Men. <laughs> yeah, I did say the other name. Maybe I w- I'm not allowed to. I don't know what the rules are, but because mm-hmm. I I've spent 45 years of my life kind of knowing the one school. And my I had people who went there and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's tough. But so, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, yeah. so uh, film graduate, correct? Yeah, I just graduated this year a few months ago. So how's it feel to be free? Oh, it feels great. I have been in school for so long. And even after a break and even with all of the great stuff that comes with it, I'm just glad to be out, you know. But then you can develop projects outside. You become eligible for grants. And then you can develop the networks that you met at the school and work on your own projects outside and find more work. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, it's a really cool university because it's like right downtown Toronto. So it's like <laughs> right in the core off of Young Street, it's like it's like it's really like it's like right like the essence. It's like when TIFF is around Toronto International Film Festival, all the screenings are in that area. So it's a really cool school to go to. Very artistic, very very. Uh, so basically, this the, but this film, uh, this film was like your thesis project. Correct. Where- yeah, it was thesis project. And also, so I was going to ask you. You sound more familiar with it. Have you been to TMU? Have I no? I well, I know people who have, I guess, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. do the screens at Carleton University, yeah, yeah. Carleton Cinemas, which is literally two blocks away. So a lot yeah, of our audience before we switched to the private viewings, uh, a lot of our audience was 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 people who attended that school because it was so close to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, perfect. In the, I, I've been in the residence. I had an ex girlfriend who who lived in the residence there, and you can see. You could see Carlton Cinemas from the from the part of the building that she lived in, right? So basically, yeah. oh, amazing! Oh, nice, nice. No, I hadn't seen that view, but I guess that would make sense because it's like yeah, a couple blocks north from there. I love that. Yeah, view. yeah. And so then, who would have known, like you know, like a decade later, that I would be basically running film festivals there, like every week, right? So that's mm-hmm. how life works. Yeah. <laughs> That's also full circle moments right there. Well, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so tell me, okay, so tell me about what's the process to get the director film uh, within the university? Because all universities are kind of different from the thesis film. Do you have to pitch it to the to students and the faculty before you start? Yes, this this year was particularly intense because it was um, it was coming out of COVID lockdowns. The COVID is narrow, but it's like the, the intensity of the two years being online. Yeah. Being very isolated, not really having a lot of hands-on experience so people hadn't gotten a chance to try many things so people went into wanting to direct like it was around 40 40 people that came in with pitches and only uh, they said only 20 would get greenlit but in factual in factuality only 16 got greenlit so it was a lots and lots of rounds of pitching so you would pitch with a uh, producer or producers you you couldn't pitch without a producer yeah they really nailed that on us like you 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 have to we have a producer to make this. It was something that was not like really taught as as much up until closer to the end of the years. 
So people were learning as they were doing that. Um, so we got to pitch. I pitched with a, two friends of mine, Risi and Abby. Um, and we we got put into this weird limbo stage called yellow light. We didn't quite get green light right away. Um, so we had like almost a month of of developing the script further to get Greenland. Meanwhile, a lot of scripts like we're starting ahead, we we had to start get things started before even getting officially Greenland because yeah. yes, you know, like everything takes time. So even if we have if we even if we would have gotten um red light after, uh, and it's easier to cancel casting calls rather than start everything yeah. in November or December, where you only really have a couple of months to to do pre-production, shoot it, and then post-production. So it was yeah. yellow lit. So why was it? Why do you think it was yellow lit? Were they were they looking for improvements? It was interesting. We asked, and there was a bit of miscommunication between the panels, the the, the judging panels, because they couldn't tell us a straight answer. Uh, I did. We, I did have some like interesting dynamic with one of the professors that it wasn't like his cup of tea because of the nature of it. Like because film is very subjective, as you saw, the film has like a lot of has voiceover narration because it comes with the genre and it's and it's more like sincere and uplifting and he comes from a kind of a different school of thought so I think it was kind of a bit of his influence with the panel and just to get us familiar with the relationship of of developing scripts with like higher studios or a producer like how do you make adjustments how do you balance that do you compromise do you change certain things how can you meet someone in the middle how can you learn to listen creatively to to move something forward but then it got greenlit like a month after yeah maybe i maybe just didn't like the spanish language in the film so <laughs> many reasons part of it was a bit of a mystery to be honest i'm not a lot of I'm people kidding when i say that didn't know. yeah because it's <laughs> like it's well the film's got it's like it's right up the alley of what kind of like dare I say kind of like what people are looking for in, in, in the kind of the mainstream world or when they're streaming something or they go to the movies, it's a mixture of genres. So basically it's definitely a drama, but it's also a fantasy and it's got horror elements as well. Right. So it's all, it's a coming of age story as well. So basically what I'm saying is that you're using these genres to tell this dramatic story, which people, which seems to be the, the thing that, are, the the world is attracted to now. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, it makes sense, and that was the main challenge in 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 um, learning when you're putting too much into a small dish, in a small dish that, that the genre of short film is. Yeah. A lot of us, when writing short films, we come in from just knowing and being raised with feature films, and you kind of write that right thinking that way. Yeah, you end up putting too much. So we were a bit afraid at first that we were putting too much in it, tonally and story wise. But we think we found a way to balance it uh, in a way that we liked and that it served the story well. Yeah, hundred percent. So who you're you're talking about? We. So tell us about the the team, because not just yeah, you, right? You wrote course. the script, you directed. Yeah, it. no, I wrote I wrote the script, director, but hundred percent, yeah, it's our film. So it's like uh, director of photography Anthony Wagner. They came on board. It was actually the first time working with most of these people in a project like this. I had worked with different collaborators over the years, and we all kind of took a chance on each other while uh, pitching the project to each other in the summer. Like we didn't just like jump on each other randomly. We gave each other a chance on set, but we made sure that during the pitching process, we agreed on the vision. We wanted to make something together to to listen to each other and to, to try and find different solutions to both technical problems, creative problems, blocking problems. So yeah, that was Anthony Wagner as the director of photography. 
uh, Gaffer, Ethan Wagner, I can list them all. If there was a time to do all of them, I'll just list the heads of yeah. the department for now because they're my dear friends and they were amazing. Uh, Anya Chatterjee is a production designer and Sarah Small and Nelly Diverless were the uh, costume designers as well. Uh, Lauren and Jessica were, uh, uh, Lauren Charest and um, Jessica Chazing was, they did the makeup for all the characters as well. And that was more of an intricate thing to do as you saw with one of the characters of La Katrina. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of coordination between all these people and Honestly, we wouldn't have made it without everyone, including all of the PAs holding it all together and the ADs and the producers. And this is everybody who went to the school? Uh, yeah, like 90% went to the school. And the uh, some of the other ones were kind of my, my former colleagues from my time at York University for film as well. So I went there for two years first, met some people outside, and we just came together to work on this, plus the the alumni of the class because it needs to be like a certain percentage within these thesis films to uh, for people to get their credits as well yeah so yeah it was it ended up being around 20 like 26 of us total like not on site at once but like overall because yeah. it was like seven shooting days yeah so in terms of your casting how how, how did you find your casting casting was a challenge because we had an access we had access to to union um like uh outlets like the actra kind of program they use for exactly so that that's something i i, I did not take for granted and now i miss <laughs> because we, we were the partnership they had with the university we could work with actor actors yeah again within their hours and not technically i pay them but it's through the university yeah so that's, it's that's a loophole of, of independent filmmaking yeah yeah so that was that was fantastic in canada have. yeah yeah so it was a mix of having that privilege to do that but also establishing the trust with the actors that if we needed to go over like a couple of hours we would first communicate with them ask them we were ready to cancel it if if, if they said no but they were committed enough to the story and to what we were doing that um we we just jumped in it together yeah yeah well it would be it would kind of be shocking to me if they said if they said no so basically they are there to act right so but the, yeah. the the lead care how old was the lead character? She's she's like she like like she plays relatively young, but I'm I'm assuming she was over eighteen. No, not she. She was fourteen at the time. She oh wow! Yeah, she just had her quinceanera, and the, the in the story it was um, the it was narrowed down to two kind of lead cast that we were debating between. One of them was like a lot younger version of the character. She was amazing. Yeah. And essentially, we were really close with them, and this one ended up being with with different. Um, kind of synchronicities between the talks that we had and the personal connection that they had with it. We recognize the other one was a great talent that I would love to work with another time. But this one, uh, Veronica, uh, she had a personal connection to the story that it was as heartbreaking and as beautiful as I would learn to hear from her through the making of the film that it impacted her in a way where she said she learned how to, to deal with the themes of, of this film, but in her own life through the character. And that, when I heard that, to me, that was what made everything worth it already. You know, like making a film is, making a film is what we do, is what we want to do. But to hear someone resonate, even just one person with the story and says that it changed their life, to me, I was already uh, overwhelmed with joy. So it's, so she's your film. Like she's, she's basically like has the journey, she has the arc. And so 
that's that's tough to, to uh for like uh to get to, to like someone who's so young to kind of like carry your film were you a little bit nervous before shooting i was i i was a little bit is because i know i i'm very comfortable working with kids i used to be a teacher like an art teacher and i found my aptitude to work with kids very well but then as you know kid actors you never know how it goes <laughs> there's different kinds of personalities and dealing with parents and all that but yeah. both the relationship with her and the parents was like very comfortable very transparent and they were she was able to do like uh, deep dives and leaps emotionally that i didn't think someone of that age would be capable of and indicated indicated her experience with with grief that she'd experienced and she was ready to channel that in the film so people could be uh, could feel more seen through that experience especially in that age but yeah no she um she surprised all of us and then once we learned what she could do uh right away we leaned in even more so on her uh, to, to just surround the film on her, to linger on the camera on her and the scenes and the, even in the editing, like cut more to her as possible. Yeah, because there's the one the one scene, I think, like halfway through with the with the dad where it's like a long shot. It's like a, it's almost like a like almost like a 90 second uh, scene, right? When he's sitting on the on the uh, on the bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're just like kind of rocking focus a little bit and you're just like, but you're keeping it on her like the whole time. Yeah, that that one, that was the tricky moment with our focus caller AC at Jordan. Um, she She's also another unsung hero of this film because uh, a, a side note from that is choose like her creative choices of when we agreed to do the focus pulling and who to uh, put it on because it was yeah. very shallow because we had like oh, super speed wide open lenses because it was all like really low light and sometimes candlelit so when we knew that when we knew we were working with that we knew we'd have to make those choices on the spot kind of of who are we going to focus on who's this emotional beat belong to and yes we started with the dad karim with mario aguero jr he worked amazingly off veronica and they created this beautiful dynamic so yeah we th that was a scene we had a lot of fun with with trying different uh timings of when to uh, focus on one or the other okay so thematically the film is about grief and dealing with grief can you uh, tell i don't want to say the name wrong but what is they what are they arranging in the film so it's a dia de los muertos celebration uh of in this case of a, of a mexican immigrant family so kind of like mirroring my experience here okay. of how that can mean different things to different people and there's different layers to it there's the emotional one which is the grief process and in the Mexican tradition, and in a lot of Latino cultures tradition, is to, to see the process of death as something positive, to kind of embrace it, and to live with it, to not ignore it, to treat it as with the reality that it's always behind you, and by sort of turning on that, you know, uh, metaphysical, metaphorical light, yeah. you, you are not afraid of it anymore, and you can live with it on your sleeve, and it impacts your your choices and your relationships and uh, ultimately makes you a more of a whole person and not living here fear from it so i just uh did a podcast so but as, as it airs maybe it'll be like five days before yours but they they, they this a woman from mexico did a, fa a film about her mom wow that's so beautiful. and basically championing it like using that positivity i guess I, maybe it's the wrong choice of words but making sure that like you're not 
you're not like uh you're moving forward with within the within the, the grief that that occurred right you're trying to make it a positive something positive i guess as you're explaining like yeah the mom from her it was a spiritual film like her mom's still around all the time her mom's always there beside her she feels her mom's presence Oh, that's so beautiful. Is is that uh, accessible through the site from the festival? Like to, for, so I yeah, can... well, I think we'll play like during the, the same month as the second screening. We'll play the second. Uh -huh. uh, we'll play that month. But it's sort of interesting that that I've had like to like it's the same. It's like it's a cultural thing, right? Where it's like, but it's like it's really difficult to process that kind of emotion. It's easy to say, right? Where it's like yeah. someone close to you dies, and they're your life in many ways. And it's like, try to make that a positive experience. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like from the yeah. certain cultures, like that's the, that's, that's tough to like grasp from an yeah. emotional standpoint. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought it would, it's such a simple um, thing that is complicated, has a lot of weight to it. I thought it would lean itself to a short. It's just kind of like that switch of attitude, uh, you know, with a lot of weight and baggage, you know, the backstory, but to, to just, look at that a little differently and then see how that changes both like in the case of the film changed her dynamic both with her dad like the whole thing is about her starting her family right so yeah the world it's her relationship with herself first of all then with her dad and then with her mom in memory and in spirit so um i i found through my experience the second i stopped uh, and it doesn't just go away right it's just like it's just something you work on stop like fearing death or like avoiding it or like mourning just with the focusing on the negative emotions of grief but like rather on the aspect of memory and of how people can live on with you in memory and how that takes work it is like turning on the switch turning on this light where um you suddenly start channeling more positive energy and it doesn't mean like you're you're delusional or you're ignoring the death it's you're just treating it as it is just looking at it in a different way yeah. So this is yeah. without like without projecting too much. So this seems like a personal film for you. Oh, very much so. I I once I experienced the closest loss to my life in 2017. Most, if not all, of my writing was on different aspects of grief, uh, like guttural. Like uh, I had experienced grief before from like first-hand family members or second family members, and kind of understood. But until I lost the absolute closest person to me in my life. And it led me on a very dark path. I that's where I found my love for writing and necessity for writing. And through different projects that were grief focused, I found different aspects that one could learn from grief, like kind of different. Some people call them stages. I call them kind of different like emotional realms. Some of them were like filled with a lot of resentment or or anger or rage. Some of them were or more literal. Some of them were kind of uh, poetry or writing. This one, um, I wanted to make, I have that a darkness kind of as the as the backdrop, as the setting, and she, uh, portray sort of the state that I had gone into at that time, which is like turned it into something positive. Yeah, other people that they can do that too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, so that's why the film is so effective. But but then you made the the lead character a female, right? Mm -hmm. Like a young female, mm -hmm. which is not you. One would assume. Mm -hmm. yeah no I, because i i saw myself in the different characters i saw myself in in that i love when i wrote him when he's just work he was just like kind of working to kind of survive and support for his family yeah not able not able to emotionally engage it's kind of like a husk of a person and with Hime, 
I wanted to tap into a mix of that intuitive knowledge that children have that later on either suppress or lose. Yeah. And, and it was something that I saw mostly in the female side of my family, like almost all of my female cousins, my mom and my sister have been in contact with family members, have seen spirits kind of growing up, uh, things that I, I only had an encounter once, but not not to the degree that they had. So I, I inspired that. I was inspired by my female family members on Hime here. Gotcha. And yeah. then, of course, there's the the, uh, the fantasy element, I guess, right? Or maybe not, but <laughs> but it's like it's like exactly, that. yeah. It's not definitive. It's what you it's what you believe ultimately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's a fantasy element. That's what I'll call it. But it's like it's but it it, it it's in, it's got a profound effect. That's for sure on the audience. I don't want to give too much away, but basically it's an effective film. It's like, it seems like you're, it's uh, I've talked to obviously a lot of student filmmakers from different universities around the world. And it seems like you had a very, pro, uh, um, very uh, positive experience with your crew. Like, it seems like everybody was like working on a professional level. They want to get the best out of the film. At least that's what you've been telling me. So it's yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, we really did. That was one of the many layers of reward that it was this, that this project was not only was making it the sake of making it, but it was the relationships that were made with it. And the fact that it was just such an overwhelmingly positive experience, like it was so supportive for everyone working on it, but especially felt supported. Uh, like the cast and myself felt very supportive because we were in vulnerable places. Sometimes in between the scenes, we would take time to meditate or take breaks in between and take care of our well-being you know, while making up time or staying on schedule. So it, I'm very grateful for the for the very positive dynamic that was made in the film. And so the like fire and like and candles are like kind of like a kind of like a, a theme of your one of the themes of your are kind of like um, add ons to your film. So you got I'm assuming you're using that as natural light, too. I guess that was part of the cinematic design. Which one? Sorry, the, the candle, the, the, the lights, like the candles, like the, oh, the lights. Kind of, yeah, the. Yeah, 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 we knew going in that was going to be one of the main challenges, uh, and give, especially because of the in the space that we were able to get there wasn't the most depth in that space that we can manipulate, but we ended up creating a lot of uh, of depth with lighting, and that came with the candlelight and stuff. But yeah, that created a lot of challenges sometimes for for multiple takes, and sometimes when there was no time, the focus puller Jordan would just be like sweating her face off because. Yeah. It'd have to be precisely in that spot. We'd have to be like on. They'd have to be on the dolly, uh, in front of the movement, just with like this very shallow depth of focus. Yeah. So tell me about the post production. And uh, so was the sound designer, the editor, everybody from uh, from the school too? Yeah, ninety percent of them were. So it was uh, Sam, a wonderful editor. Uh, yeah, we went through it together. We pulled some all nighters on campus. Uh, we sometimes at a certain point to meet the deadline, we relayed off each other. <laughs> we got in uh, editing suites. We started like at 10 a.m. One of us would take a nap and then the other would take over, continue up until like the next morning. Very, very crunch time to pass it on, to give us as much time as possible to our sound designer, Liam DeVore, and our composer, who was not from the school. He was a previous member of the school, but now he was in Mexico. So yeah. the Mexican composer named Andrea Ross. And he did the... He collaborated a bit with sound design, but mostly did the score, like the original score himself. And then the color was done by our cinematographer, Anthony After. Gotcha. And then, so then, 
It says uh, there's with the support of uh, so you like with support actor you you mentioned actra mm-hmm. and, and uh, the the Norma Jewish and filmmaker award like you got some funding from from that from that yeah resource. yeah so that was that was a scholarship given by by the Norma uh, Norma Jewish Jewish and filmmaker foundation okay uh, that is the they facilitate that through the school they have other funding bodies outside to kind of do other kinds of scholarships inside of school and then they, under the name of Norman Jewison. And this one was through the the TMU, but by representatives of them. So it was kind of like a scholarship grant that helped us out. Well that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was yeah. great. That was that was awesome to have. <laughs> we and had then, a lot of wind in our sales with that and with the Indiegogo and with Lyft as well. So what did that, that's that what did lab curious what lifted but these and of independent filmmakers of Toronto so yeah so that's where I was working at the time and I uh, I was working there last summer and I worked there this summer and for those that don't know they're like nonprofit film organization they do workshops and equipment rentals and and access to to the independent film community of Toronto yeah. I used to work there oh amazing no way yeah. it worked department uh well if you you've heard I don't even know if they do it now you know lift like they do the screenplay reading series left out loud uh, I don't know if anymore that like there's screenwriting workshops. Is that similar to that? Yeah, but it was more about like we used to do readings. Like, say your script, you want a reading by with actors. Oh, that's amazing! No, yeah, I like so I created that back then, but then I worked there and I did some like some PR and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, just like being around. Well, that's awesome. Like, what what years did you work there? Well, this is back in the day, right? So basically, yeah. you're I'm gonna age myself, but this is. Uh, 2000, 2002 to 2005. Okay, so so was Carl working there back then? Carl Rainsalu? No, it was a guy named Roberto. He, he actually ended up passing away. He actually died of a heart attack. Oh, that was the previous director, right? Yeah, the previous director. Okay, right? I had heard about him, yes. Yeah. yeah. But this is when we were at, we were in Liberty Village. Yeah, before the movie. Okay, that's amazing. Wow, what a, yeah. what a small world. <laughs> So then, yeah. So then, basically, yeah. I remember it because I actually a little bit two thousand six, but but the, we were at Liberty Village and you, they were coming in like the 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 the, the land developers. Yeah, yeah. Wanted so we were in this cool, really built, really cool built artistic building, right? Mm-hmm. It was all artistic. It was like there's some box. There was a couple of boxing uh, classes too, but it was really like kind of like oh, pup- they had puppeteers and they had like. Uh, other like kind of like other kind of uh, filmmakers and in, in animation studio and they, they this was just a prime real estate lot right mm. you can see these the developers they're coming in they're identifying that whole neighborhood right that whole neighborhood is being was being flipped over and i saw it with my own eyes where we're like they're talking to 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 us and it's like no respect they just they wanted to get out they wanted to buy out the lease as quick as possible right so wow and they, oh, they did that whole area. I don't know if you've been there. It's like they totally gentrified it. it. Used to be a very like uh like for like uh immigrants used to come there when they uh first moved to Canada. Like that was there was a lot of renting houses yeah. for immigrants living there. Yeah. And then they basically just uh and basically within that three year span, they basically flipped it, they put all condos there, all yeah. those kind of cool buildings, they basically yeah. changed it over, yeah. right? So yeah, wow. Oh my goodness! No, that's crazy. No, I'll 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 mention that the team were then back in. Um, yeah, that I met you virtually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, like, yeah. This is this yeah. is going back twenty years, but they probably yeah. there everybody was so cool, probably though. born then. Yeah, so no, but that, that's still awesome though. That that's still great. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah. So then yeah. So let's allow was my legacy, I guess. But I guess if you're not doing it anymore, I guess I have no legacy. And if they no, and if they do, a, a lot of things were just put on pause during the pandemic, like because like I'm, they, I'm they couldn't run, they couldn't run many things. Uh, but yeah, I I'm totally kidding around too. Yeah. But basically, so yeah, so it seems like it was a team effort of Toronto, and you got this is your thesis project. Hmm. I'm assuming you passed, right? Uh no, I'm kidding. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. You're, and then your everybody liked the film, and it got. A, did you get a screening? Did you get a, a yeah? Screen? We screened. Yeah, it was a great screening at the at the Winter Garden at Delgan Winter Garden. Oh, cool! Theater. So that was such a beautiful night. That was like great way to to culminate and celebrate everybody and you know that was awesome i couldn't i couldn't have been more thankful than what they did there. and what did you so we are a festival send you the audience uh feedback what did you think about what they had to say about your film that was amazing i i, I it was amazing to to listen to especially after uh all the doubts experienced during the semester during that yellow lighting process especially during the development with like the profs and like saying that you know it wasn't gonna get made that blah 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 don't know how to write etc that no one's going to feel anything. And then to hear from, from complete strangers, because one thing is hearing from your peers or your family that they like the film, but hearing first and then in festivals firsthand without any other context, just the film speaking for itself, that what we wanted to convey was conveyed in different ways. Yeah. meant so much. And you could tell people were very genuine. And it's so cool that you guys do that. I, I keep feeling as this festival is sort of the festival that keeps on giving. <laughs> It, it just it just keeps giving things and um it's more than other festivals have given um that I even thought they could give. So yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And so what's so what's the next uh what's the next uh setup for you? What are you what are you up to? So right now we're we're focusing still uh the producers and myself on on submitting and doing festival rounds for this yeah. film. And eventually we want to see if we can get it to land somewhere, whether it's like CFNBC or CBC. But for now, we're going to go to Northumberland Hispanic Film Festival, where we're going to show there, uh, Buffalo International Film Festival, and uh, Viva Texas this coming month. And we want to apply to uh, TIFF Next Wave and a couple of other ones that are left to apply this fall. Um, but in terms of other projects, right now I'm going back to writing because this summer was really intensive working at Lyft and at the A-Fest and just coming off graduation. So it was just still processing a lot of what had happened this year. And as yeah. you know, like festival work takes time, you know, like filling out forms, applications, yeah. all this work. So only now I feel like momentum can start picking up again on creative work that I've been thinking about to do. Yeah, but it's a great place to be there because it's yeah. like I probably I was around your age when you when I worked the, the lift as well. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's it's a great because you, you're seeing other people create and filmmakers and you're seeing exactly kind of what's happening out there and like uh and it's a very like it was very inspiring when i when i was there sometimes yeah most yeah, times. No, I, yeah. I get it no i get it 100 percent. it was very inspired by the summer a lot of what i saw especially in analog film yeah and people are just doing artistic stuff that there there's no commercial uh, aspirations it was just that it's something that they're feeling inside i know it's kind of a cliche but they're <laughs> feeling inside of them and they just have to they have to let it out and they're using kind of visual kind of medium to do it so yeah, exactly. And then the space itself of Lyft is great. It's such a great creative space. It's something that I am going to miss from school. To be honest, that that collective of just gathering yeah. every day with people. Uh, but yeah, if that's something that can happen at Lyft or other places. I'm going to keep going there to do that. So, okay. So then is it true that you wrote a, you wrote a novel? 
Uh, yeah, so that was part of what I had mentioned before briefly on the on the on the grief exploration process. Yeah, that was a book I started writing just for myself, uh, a linear uh, retelling of my relationship with my former partner before she died from suicide. And yeah. then I by writing it, it, it was I became to guide it from my experience to something that could be for others. And by channeling it into a, um, kind of like a novel um, memoir and integrated with her writings, like her letters and her writings, it became a way to kind of share her story and her voice that she couldn't share because she was an advocate for mental health and mental illness. Yeah. Suicide awareness. Um, so it started as something for me and then I guided it onto a book to be published as a fundraiser for Center for Addiction and Mental Health. I know it's KMH. So, KMH, yeah. So then yeah. that's sort of why what it was so basically it was done for that for KMH for kind of funding it. Um, for for just for fundraiser. So yeah, a fundraiser yeah. directly to KMH. So all the all the proceeds from that went to KMH. Gotcha. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a project completely from the heart, as you said. Similarly to the some of the filmmakers from Lyft. Yeah. Uh, that you saw Lyft. It's the stuff that is, that needs to come out stuff that just needs to exist for the sake of it and then and then the fact that it can help others and that it has um, impacted others in some way is is an even bigger uh, even bigger victory even if it's just one or two whatever it is yeah 100 yeah. percent. well man i can't wait to see your next film i think you're on your way so let's talk again uh when your next film is made and yeah just best of luck with you just keep keep, you. keep keep going keep uh i know it's like it's different it's almost like you're it's a whole new world now when you're when school is not there, but it's <laughs> it's a good world. You just have to like you just gotta hustle and and just stay around creative people. That's how you get. That's how you stay positive. Well, we'll hold you to that. That is that's some great advice. And thank you so much for this great interview and for everything that you guys are doing with the festival. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, let's talk soon after your next yeah. film is made. All righty. Um. Thank you so much. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six.